Welcome to We Are Globe Trekkers. This is your girl Shay. And I'm your boy Ty. Hey everyone, we're so excited to share some really cool family fun-filled activities from our trip to Toronto, Ontario, which is in Canada. Yeah, so let's get started. We'll start with some facts. Um, uh, maybe start with a story. Yeah, we wanted to go to Toronto because our family there. We wanted to find some nice activities. Before we went, um, yeah, we decided that it'd be a good idea to blog about it. So you start by just mentioning Toronto is the fourth largest city in North America. That home is huge. Of Canada's only basketball team. That is too. so sad. So those are two important um, things that we came across and noticed um, when we think about Toronto. Yeah, and can you believe this? Fifty percent of its population was born outside of Canada. That's crazy. Oh, he has a commuter city. <laughs> yeah, and it was my first time visiting Toronto. Ty's been there as a kid, but that was like a long time ago, right? Yeah, um, I was maybe nine years old, and I guess that's a really long time ago. You're a man now. Do what you yeah. want. It's not enough to enjoy this city, so to go back with a fresh perspective and just to get an idea of what are some good tourist attractions was dope. At the same time, I was there with my granddad. My, Of course, my aunt is there. My granddad traveled from Florida and in the States up to Toronto and met all of us there to gather for a brief family reunion. So we decided to meet up with family and then see what attractions would be the best in, was it 48 hours? No, we were there oh, yeah. for four days. Four days, all right. All right. Yeah. Our lab podcast was more of an, a, a faster um, you know, trip. But yeah, four days, yeah. And the weird thing is, like, when people meet their significant other's family, it's kind of, like, nerve-wracking for them. But me, I was just, like, really excited. Like, it was strange. I was just like, oh, my God, I can't wait to meet them. They're so cool. I only met a few of them, um, a few of his Toronto family. But just by meeting just two of them, I was just like, the rest of the family, they're the same. I'm going to love them. And it's true. Like, they were really open to pretty much any activity we wanted to do. And they were down to just join us. And they always ask, like, oh, do you want to see this? Do you want to see that? Like, I know my family, if I ever go on a trip with them or visit them, it's just like, let's stay home. I'm going to cook for you. Yes, I think the way this trip might have started in our minds was to see family and see Niagara Falls. So number one on the list of our attractions was probably to see Niagara Falls. And then we bumped and saw things that were available to us or other tourists like the CN Tower, um, they have a few other um, attractions there too. Yeah, so everything we will list is definitely family friendly for the young ones and the old ones alike. We don't have children and we didn't travel with any, but we did travel with seniors and our teenage cousins and they were able to join us on a few different things. Yeah, no, I think we all had fun. Yeah, everyone had a good time. Let's get started with our first activity. Our first stop in Toronto was actually to visit the CN Tower. Yeah, um, where do you take your family to go in Toronto um, as a tourist attraction? Um, well, one of the greater places is downtown because downtown is just awesome and there's a lot of city and restaurants. If you ever want to stop to eat, 
there's places there. If you want to stop to go to the bathroom, there's places there. Uh, so we wanted to hit up downtown and the place to be downtown for tourists or the main tourist attraction is the CN Tower. It is the tallest freestanding structure in the Western Hemisphere. That is crazy. And you know what? We went to the top. Yes, we decide we cannot go to this place without going to the top of the tower. So we stepped in, um, committed to that. They did have other attractions. You can get to the top of the tower and lean off the top of the tower. Yeah, we didn't do that. But an extra fee. <laughs> yeah, to die? Yeah, no. No, thank you. <laughs> we recommend, yes, going to the top of the tower. In addition to that, there's an extra part of the tower that's shaped like a space disc. Uh, we went up to that part of the tower also for an uh, extra fee, but it's even taller than the main part of the tower that you take your elevator up to. Yeah, I cannot remember how high that second level was. Oh, the second level, right. Yeah, it was cool, though. It went up about two more stories than the top level, I it think was it like was. It was like 13 more yeah. or something crazy like it's, that. It's pretty much a tall tower, just like the Space Needle you would see in um, Seattle if you were from the States and traveled that way on that side of the globe. Uh, so we were, you know, I, I'm, I'm estimating, but we were like maybe five stories below the actual needle. So yeah. we were pretty close to the top. The views are amazing. Oh my God. And I did not know Toronto was that big. It made yes. Vancouver look like a joke. I was just like, oh, cause I can walk literally 20 minutes around the entire downtown mm -hmm. Vancouver. I'm like, Toronto's probably just like three times the size. No, it's like 20 times the size. In the CN Tower, you get a 360 view of downtown. So you walk around and you know, on one side you see financial district, you see tiny specks of everyone walking around because you're so high up. And then there's also one part of the uh, view where you can see airplanes. Oh um, yeah, there was that little land. park. There were like small charter planes just landing on this island, just right out in the, oh my God, what lake was that? Lake Ontario, oh, yeah. <laughs> one of those lakes. <laughs> so I think that was a big attraction too, to watch planes land. Yeah, the line was a little bit long to get in. I think mm. it was, um, a Monday that we went on. So I was surprised it was that busy. So it took about, I don't know, 40 to 45 minutes to get in, pay for the tickets and yeah. go up to the top. Yeah. I think total maybe spend an hour and a half there. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you probably could spend more time there. There was history um, regarding um, milestones. I think that might have been achieved during the time the CN Tower is up. You know, how, at what point did it exceed, um, I guess like it's it stance and compared to other the height of other buildings, but anyway, there's a, a lot of information you get from there. Uh, one thing we like to do, the, the reason we were there so long, is because of the pictures. There's so many photo ops. They have um, it was a see-through glass floor. Yeah, you can lay down on the dirty floor and <laughs> take selfies. You and your little kids, uh, grandma, grandpa too, can just get on the floor, take photos. You can even walk outside in a non-glass area. It is caged off with some kind of netting. You can like walk around um, the whole circular area to get some air. And that glass floor, you can see down to the ground street below yeah all the kids they really got a kick out of it they're like whoa we're like why are these kids on the floor they were yeah. like oh this and is like, cool get out the way <laughs> jumping on the glass they were floor jumping hard really hard we're like what why and that at a certain angle you couldn't see that it was a see-through floor 
But um, yeah, that's what we dealt with. Yeah, <laughs> so we yeah. highly recommend visiting <laughs> Twin Tower. There's people of all ages there. I think you'll yeah. have fun. It's wheelchair accessible, stroller yeah. friendly. Plenty of uh, uh, public transportation nearby and restaurants. And there's a random magician there too in the lobby. We were waiting. That is right. And this guy just walks out really quiet and starts doing these magic tricks. We're like, oh, that's cool. And on the way out, you'll be forced to go through the gift shop. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exit through the gift shop. And it is hard to find exit. <laughs> If you're looking for a really family-friendly, really easy place to get around, definitely stop to Niagara Falls. We were so excited to finally see the falls. Um, it's about, Google Maps says an hour and a half drive from Toronto, but for us, it took about three hours. There was so much traffic. Yeah, never leave home without considering traffic. <laughs> definitely um, pack some snacks. Um, get some tunes going for yourself and some YouTube videos on iPads for the kids and be prepared for a long ride. But once you get there, it's worth it. I mean, I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've seen a lot of waterfalls, but nothing that massive. It's ridiculous. Uh, I, I mean, I know I watch, well, we watch National Geographic on planet Earth. Um, you see really beautiful things. Uh, this has to be one of them. The main reason is the color of the water. Like, it's just so blue. And I never thought or imagined that that kind of energy or colorful energy comes from the water. But the, um, the, the color, I think the force of the water too, I didn't expect to uh, feel that. If you are within, I would say, um, uh, maybe 10 feet of the barriers, you can still feel the mist from the waterfalls coming down. So that's a really good feeling to the sights and um, actually the feel of the water is like not what I expected. Yeah, and be prepared to get wet, especially if you do one of the boat tours that will take you near the falls or a behind the falls tour. Even just walking up above, like Ty said, above the barrier, you will definitely get wet. I was ready. I have my flip-flops on. I had my... <laughs> waterproof leggings on and I definitely got soaked on our boat tour which we went on with I think it was called Hornblower Cruises. Yeah the Hornblower, Hornblower Cruises was the, the company that we hired that um, they take a boat and they drive as close to Horseshoe Falls as they can. Um, if you look at our Instagram you can see a picture of what Horseshoe Falls look like. Niagara Falls is not just the one falls it's also a Canadian and a U.S. side. Yes, it's composed of three waterfalls. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Horseshoe Falls was the one that we saw from the Canadian side. Yes. That's the biggest one. Uh, then there's Bridal Veils on the American side or kind of in the middle. And then there's one more. What's the, the American Falls? Yeah, the is on the American yeah. side. That's the name of it, yes. <laughs> And sadly to say, Niagara Falls is not one of the seven wonders of the world, but for us certainly, it, it, it feels like it. It was my seventh wonder of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I think also the Hornblower tour is very family friendly. We saw up to like eight family members at a time, yeah. like together on the boat. Um, they make you wear this nice, like not nice, but like neat uh, red poncho hoodie because you come so close to the falls that you get drenched in water and at some point if you have glasses or something um 
I don't know. Maybe you could bring goggles on. Board. Yeah, we had sunglasses on. I had contacts on. They still got wet. Uh, my iPhone was waterproof, so I was just all up in the water. My phone, like, woo! <laughs> uh, the kids will definitely love it. Uh, I don't know about the seniors. I saw some seniors, but they were like inside the boat as far as possible. They were not trying to get wet. It is pretty scary as a boat very close to a, wa- a waterfall. It feels like there's a, there's a sense of danger there. there yeah. I mean, there. the waterfall is really powerful. Um, just a quick few facts. Uh, Horseshoe Falls, also known as the Canadian Falls, is the largest of the three, um, which forms the Niagara Falls. Approximately 90% of the Niagara River, after diversions for hydropower generation, flows over the Horseshoe Falls. And the reason why we're able to take the tour is in the summer, they actually um, they have controls for the waterfalls. So they actually turn down some of the powerful myths of the falls so that tourists can get up up close experience. But um, I'm assuming it's fall right now, October 1st. Yeah. So um, they will put it back on to full power. We highly encourage you to go to NiagaraFallsTourism.com to see the other attractions that are available. Yes, there's so many things to do there. And definitely stay the night if you can. So have you ever been to a safari in North America? Probably not. <laughs> well, guess what? Nope. In Ontario, Toronto, oh, right outside of Toronto, there is a um, African lion safari. And surprisingly, um, there are real live wild animals there. Well, I shouldn't say wild because we're not in a real safari. But it's definitely one of the attractions I recommend. Yes. Um, most families in the greater Toronto area live outside of downtown. Uh, so our family, they're kind of spread out. We have family in Scarsborough and then in Cambridge. And Cambridge, Ontario is where you can find the African Lion Safari. Uh, if you are driving through Cambridge, you might notice that it is a change of pace and a different look from Scarborough and um, generally downtown uh, Toronto. It is rural. It mm-hmm. is scarce. There's no bars. There's no nightlife. So we highly recommend you go there for the African Lion Safari during the day. And you head up out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, please don't go to Cambridge thinking you would hang out and stuff like that. No, no turn up. But... It's a beautiful neighborhood, by yeah. the way. But yeah, there is no turn up. Zero swag, <laughs> zero turn up. Yeah, so we spent pretty much half a day at the African Lion Safaris. We went with um, our teenage cousins. And yeah, we kind of just let them lead and we all kind of just agreed like, oh, do you want to see the elephants? Sure. Oh, let's go see the talking parrots. So when you first enter African Lion Safari, you have the option to drive through the safari and there are arrows that point and direct towards different areas of the park. We chose to drive in our car. vehicle but you could have driven with some i think it was some professional um uh, tourists it had better been professional they actually have a bus i think it's five dollars per person um it might be a good option if you have a car or vehicle that has that kind of uh, cloth type roof because there is the monkey area and they're really bad we heard like they will tear off the cloth on your roof 
They will pull up your windshield wipers. They will do whatever they can. And funny story about the monkeys. Um, when we went to um, their area, there was a family in like a Jeep next to us and they were cracking up. They had their sunroof open, glass was closed, and there was a monkey just sitting right on top of the glass and the kids were just going crazy, like laughing. Everyone's taking photos. We are also laughing and the monkey, we thought he was about to get up off the roof. Nope, he pooped right on their glass yeah. sunroof. And if you would have saw the family's face, like the parents' face was just like, oh my God. And the kids are like, ugh. So please, uh, if you can, um, go to www.flickr.com slash weareglobetrackers and check out some of those photos. We do have some photos of monkey. Uh, possibly Instagram this week or maybe tomorrow. We'll post the monkeys so you can kind of see. Oh, the monkeys. Uh, yeah. Because we, we've been to wildlife parks, uh, but we never went to a drive-through safari. So uh, they recommended that you keep your doors closed. There were lions uh, there. Yeah, do not open your window. <laughs> do not open your doors. Put your yeah. child-proof locks on, people. We won't go into details, but we do have a, a, a co-worker that um, was fatally wounded um, at one point. But not not here, but at a at a safari. So always pay attention to um, rules of uh, things like this. Yeah, and there are uh, vehicles stationed with employees all around the park to prevent anything dangerous from happening. And also, when you're planning your trip, it's best to go between the months of May and September. Um, because after that, it's cold AF in Toronto and all the animals <laughs> are put away. Yes. Um, and then actually, when you're in Cambridge, you might want to check out the Butterfly Conservatory, which is just nearby um, African Lion Safari. I think it's like a 15, 20 minute drive away. It does close um, the hours, I think, for the African Safari and the Butterfly Conservatory are pretty conservative, <laughs> isn't it? I think, I think um, they, they close at about 5 p.m. I yeah. Think that sounds about right. Yeah. Daily. We didn't have time to visit the conservatory because we wanted to spend more time um, at African Lion Safari, which also has a water park, by the way. So you can literally spend all day there. But next time we visit, we'll definitely check out the conservatory and be surrounded by thousands of butterflies. Bring your camera. Bring that long lens, that 100 millimeter lens for the safari. And maybe you catch some nice um, glimpses of the butterflies. Yeah. So hopefully your visit to Toronto is in summer because summer is best. And who wants to visit somewhere cold unless there's, I don't know, something cold? Hey, look, if y'all know something we don't know about the cold Toronto and y'all want us to visit, please reach us at any of our social media <laughs> and tell us why we should go there during the winter. So, Maybe we're <laughs> So while you're there during the summer, you definitely want to check out the CNE grounds or the X with the family. Um, it's Canada's largest annual fairground. And get this, it's the fifth largest in North America. Oh my God. Uh, the fair takes place over 18 days. There's exhibits, there's animals, live entertainment, carnival rides, of course, and definitely there's so much food. Like, But I suggest not trying to eat everything you see and go on the rides because you will be in trouble. And again, another family-friendly place, I think, is, you know, anytime you could eat, uh, have fun, whether it's like, and it's not 
too much walking. You always have places to sit. Um, and as kids' activities, too, is always just a good place for family, um, family fun, I think. Of course. And then the last thing we suggest doing is to check out an NBA game. Um, I mentioned before that the Toronto Raptors are Canada's only professional basketball team. And we talk to you as we are right now sitting in our living room in Vancouver, British Columbia. The Grizzlies are not around. Montreal doesn't have a team. Um, I don't know the other cities that we haven't visited yet, but those cities, I don't think they have teams. so So, So if you are in Canada and you happen to be in Toronto, pay the Raptors some respect. And um, if you have a chance to see a game, I think it's exciting. And I think all of Canada is cheering one NBA team, which is cool. Yeah, and everyone in the family will love it. Watch the game, get some drinks for those 19 and older, of course. (laughs) Some snacks for the kids. Uh, you get to see what's the mascot called? The Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, the Ra- does he have a first name? I don't know. <laughs> He's just called the Raptor. Maybe it's like Terry the Raptor. Yeah, you might see Drake. I don't know. Y'all yeah. tell us. We are talking about the family friendly things to do, but maybe there's some family friendly clubs you go to after <laughs> one a.m. Um, I don't know if it's like a European thing, but maybe in Toronto get down like that. Let us know those suggestions uh, for family fun if there are alternate activities you like. And if you want some more bonus family-friendly activities, head on over to our blog, scroll to the bottom. In bold, we have bonus. Um, You can check out, uh, we mentioned Nat Geo's blog. There's a link there with tons of other family-friendly activities to do. Yeah, we, I mean, we love our families. So, I mean, I, I really hope everyone feels the same way. And hey, if you don't love your family, Maybe invite them to some tourist attractions in your own local neighborhood. Chances are, if you're listening to this blog, you live in New York, your grandmother probably never been to Statue of Liberty. And y'all go there. So we just highly recommend going to tourist attractions wherever you are to unite family and um, have that common interest come be shared in one place. Yeah, we live pretty far from our family. Um, We're the only ones out here in the Pacific Northwest area. So um, we definitely hope they can visit more often and we can show them some really cool stuff to do in Vancouver. But it was also really nice visiting the other side of Canada and just kind of bonding with the family, not not awkwardly, you know, at yeah. home, but like just kind of out. Everyone's sharing the same experience. It's really, really fun. I feel like bonding always comes when you're eating food. To, yeah. yeah. I hope we didn't mention any food activity. We probably mentioned some food activities here. Oh, we did, are, go, we did go to Fishman Lobster House. Yes, Fisherman's Lobster House. That was a good food experience. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, definitely take your family there and eat a giant lobster if you are into seafood if you're not into seafood uh there are probably other suggestions (laughs) but um yeah if you are if you do enjoy eating that's one but yeah there are tons of uh reasons to get together and uh i think the fun unique tourist attractions are the way to go yeah i had a great time and i cannot wait to go back to see your family they're awesome thank you (laughs) i hope they're listening i'll have to let them know (laughs) they love you oh i love them too And um, if you guys have any other suggestions for family-friendly travel, hit us up on social media. Until next time, happy trekking. Peace.